Welcome to another episode of the EnglishFromBlog.com podcast. I'm Nolan. I'm Matt. And on this episode, we respond to everyone asking us how to find a cheap and reliable car. We also help a friend decide between an Alpha, Jag, or Kia. Yes, a Kia. All right. How are things, Matthew? Things are going well. How are things with you? Doing pretty good. Ready to talk good. some uh, car buying advice from yeah, our knowledge. Yeah, so Matt and I, like I said, we've been like either car enthusiasts or involved in sales or at least dealerships for a fair bit of our career. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd share some advice. Um, we're going to do a few different episodes. Like I so said, we'll get back to uh, Millennium Muscle stuff, um, but we'll try to mix it up and switch the subjects around just so, uh, you know, everything doesn't get stale with the same topic. So this is our car buying piece. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I, we've owned several used cars. I mean, we've had our fair share of terrible cars or good cars. Uh, we talked in a little bit in the first episode. Uh, Matt's Volkswagens. Yours have been actually pretty reliable somehow. Uh, yeah, because I don't keep them over 100,000 miles. And have I also bought, lease like, them. Yeah, that's true. Have you leased, or sorry, have you bought used? I think your first um, call had to be used. My, actually, my Jetta was, I bought used. Um, all mm-hmm. of my other ones I bought new or leased new. Gotcha. Gotcha. So a little bit of experience. Like I said, I've bought, I'm trying to think of what I bought used. I bought a Dodge Avenger that kind of exploded on me and had a bad synchro gear. <laughs> so that was $1,800. That was said I should have known. Like that was me being, I was 16. I test drove it and he's like, yeah, it just, I know you can't drop into first. You have to be stopped to drop into first. And I was like, oh, and you're like, oh, that's fine. I can fix that. Yeah, that quirky dodge. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Just get a new first <laughs> gear. It's fine. Yeah, just get new synchros. So <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that frustrating until you're like rolling to a a light that just changes and you trying to, to like, take off at a stoplight in second gear. <laughs> yeah, limp it in second or just wait till it stops and piss off the people behind you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I did buy. Um, I had an '89 BMW E30 325 that oh. I bought used, of course, because I was one year old in '89. But um, that's right. I did buy that used. It was, and it, it turned out to be, you know, everything I thought it was going to be. No surprises, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's strange. Like that was, was our both of our oldest cars are probably our most reliable used cars. My Omni, which I don't know if you call it reliable, but it had sixty thousand miles on it for a 1980. Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty pretty reliable. I mean, this car had this car had 180,000 miles on it, but I bought it from the original owner who had, you know, a file like literally a Manila file folder full of um service history, um every oil yep. change, uh, the original build documents, the original, you know, bill of sale that came from the dealership that he bought it at. So, I mean, that really shows you know, how, how much people care about their cars and how much they want to continue to take care of their cars and make them last, which we can get into a little bit more later. But yeah, I think that we'll start by talking about what you should look for if you're going to buy a used car. So we'll start this episode. We're going to do an episode on buying and leasing kind of new, but this episode is literally for those people. I have people all the time. They're like, I don't really care about cars. I just need something cheap that runs. And, um, or like they'll say, what's the best financial, uh, decision when buying a car? And I always tell them like generally a car in general is a poor decision. Like <laughs> driving yeah. cars is a terrible decision. We do it cause we enjoy it. I mean, you get the freedom, you know, public transportation definitely has its flaws. Um, yes. but if people, if people just want, Hey, I need to spend 
$5,000. I need to spend $10,000. How do I get something I want to worry about for a decade? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that this episode. Um, and part of the reason, or part of what you did, like I said, find somebody who's the first owner of a BMW with 100,000 miles, and you know he's been servicing it. Uh, he's been you know, taking care of it. I imagine he took it to a dealer, if he's that kind of guy. Yeah, or, I mean, every every service receipt was a you know, it's authorized BMW dealership. Um, it was, it was always name brand oil, name brand tires, you know, name brand filters that he put in it. Um, and that's always just really good to see. Um, you want somebody who spends the extra $5 on the filter or, or $20 per tire or, you know, mm-hmm. $10 yeah. every quart of oil, whatever it is, just because they care that much more. And that in long, in the long term will make the car last longer. It seems like. Yeah, I think that stuff's important. I mean, people always say, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to be annoying, but literally do your research. Like, check yeah. the history. If it's an auto check, if the guy has service records, if he has a folder, you know, that means he cares. If it's a second owner who just doesn't care and has been beating it to crap, generally avoid it. Like, it's not worth messing Yeah, I mean, the Carfax, Carfax helps a ton, too. I mean, that shows you where the car's been, you know, how many owners it's had, what where it's been serviced. Um, any reputable service department or repair facility will report to Carfax now. So you can always tell where the car has been serviced. If the car's 10 years old and has, you know, two service records, it doesn't mean it's a bad car, but I mean, it, it's a little, it's worth looking into a little bit more, maybe getting a pre-purchase inspection or, you know, if you want to yeah. go that far on a $10,000 car, but it's something yeah, to look into. Say, yeah. If you're the type of person that only buys a car every decade, it may be worth paying the whatever it's going to cost you, a hundred bucks, fifty bucks yeah. for a pre-purchase inspection. Just yeah, to for sure. Look through it, um, and you can tell, tell a lot by the too. tires people put on them too. Like if if mm-hmm. somebody puts, if you see a you know a, a BMW for instance that's you know ten twenty years old and it has the cheapest tires possible on it. Yeah, I mean that's from the kind of, that's a general rule of how they're going to take care of the rest of the car too. Um, like the tires are the, really the thing that's holding you to the road. Like you won't, you usually want those to be pretty safe or a, you know, a good brand. Um, but mm-hmm. if you see like, you know, some the people's Republic of China, yeah, some random tire. Chinese company tire that nobody's ever heard of, unless you go to like the bottom floor of SEMA, then yep. <laughs> that's kind of a, a telltale sign. Yep. Exactly. Um, I always tell people too, if you're looking around Craigslist and if, if it's too good to be true, it's generally not true. Like, I've seen stuff, you know, that's all of Craigslist. If you're looking for apartments or cars, like, you're looking like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah. Do a, re- you know, do a reverse image search. Like, right-click in Chrome and do search by this image and see if that car comes up on a million, like, websites about, you know, Hondas. Because sometimes if you think a price is crazy, you're going to get scammed. Like, oh, yeah. You know. I mean, it's, it's especially in the used car world, it's, it's good to to do your research. And if you have to pay a little bit more for a better quality car, it's going to last you a lot longer. And especially if you're not wanting to buy a car, but every 10 years, I think it's a good investment to pay a little bit more to make it last. Unless you want to keep buying a car every couple of years, which nobody does except for us. Yeah, exactly. If you don't care about car and people always say, well, I want to spend $500 or a thousand dollars on a car. Uh, You can, but honestly, like it's a waste of money. You can't expect to daily drive it every day and it lasts you any any number of months or years. Yeah, if you drive like once a week to church or something, like if you're a little old lady, feel free to try a thousand dollar car on. But yeah, um, I mean, my, the BMW no, I, mean, I bought was fifteen hundred bucks. 
but it was yeah. my second car. It was like used on the weekends. I mean, I mm-hmm. I probably could have daily driven it, but it just wasn't. I mean, it it wouldn't have lasted like it did. And that's what those yeah. cars are meant for: is to be a second car, or like a second project car, something you could fix up yeah. on the side. Definitely depends on where you live too. Like I know we both yeah. grew up in Lancaster. If you're in Lancaster, you're really I mean, you can get around without taking the freeway if you really need to, like mm-hmm. almost entirely. And if you break down, you can push it in the side of the dirt and not inconvenience anyone for your yeah. $600 car. Um, but if you're, like I said, if you're in LA, like I see way too many people driving a car that's definitely not worth more than $500. And it's literally in the middle of the busiest freeway in the world. And that would be the scariest situation in my entire life. Like stalling yeah. in the like, fast lane of the 405, like no thanks. Exactly. So I, I don't know what those people do. I know it's a financial thing, but it's like, hey, you got to like save yourself a headache if you can. Um, yeah. Get a bike. Uh, but, yeah. Like I said, take public, public transportation, like literally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Craigslist, I was saying I'm going through Craigslist right now and just be aware of scams. I think people, you know, Craigslist is so ripe with scams. I don't realize how bad it is until I try to do anything on there. I'm trying to sell my uh, Lincoln right now. And so many texts and people just don't see it. I mean, I'll, I'll read a couple here. Um, it's just basic stuff. It's like, hi, I don't see the uh, picture in your ad. Is this your car? And it goes to like system-cars.com, some spam site. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. That's always good. And I got I got three of those and I got, hey, you have a new message regarding your Craigslist ad. Click to go to it. It's like my-post-Craigslist message with a login. Yeah. Um, and it looks, it's just dumb. Like if you see text messages where you, they clearly like a computer grab the title, it's like, Hey, I'd like to know about your 2012 MKZ hybrid, great gas mileage. Like it's literally taking the title or whatever out of my post and putting it in a text. It's a bot. Like don't fall for that. Or people <laughs> like that real pe- text you and say, I'm going to come pick up the, or I'm going to have somebody come pick up the car. Do you accept PayPal? No, nobody accepts, yep, pay- yep. accepts PayPal. Yeah, I had a, a few legitimate questions. There's also red flags. The guy was asking questions that were already answered in the ad. Like, I had one spammer that was, it ended up being, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm out away in the military. Um, do you have PayPal? I have a transport truck. That's all fake. But, like, before you got there, the guy was asking questions that were clearly answered in the ad. It's like, oh, you're the second owner? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Be aware of that. Like, just said, only meet people in person. If you're going to do a, you know, try for cash. Only do a cashier's check if you're literally at the Bank of America or a major branch that they're they're getting the check from. Like, don't take a cashier's check from like Joe's loan and stuff. Like, just be smart uh, when you're doing this whole thing. Um, don't meet in a don't meet at somebody's house. Meet in a public place. If you're yeah, meet at the police station. A car. Yeah, they have a lot of them. A lot of towns have that, like Craigslist yeah. Swap Station or or what have you. So, um, just be aware of that. Um, let's see. Uh, and I'll say, know the market. Like if you're looking for cars, know that if gas prices are high, um, trucks and SUVs are cheap. You know, if you're really not somebody who drives a ton, um, but you really want an SUV, unfortunately wait for gas to spike. Usually doesn't in the summer. Sometimes it goes mm-hmm. really bad depending on the economy. Uh, I remember at CarMax people, you know, not smart. They're panicking cause gas goes up and they're trying to trade in their excursion. And it's worth forty five percent less than it was exactly three months before. Yeah. Um, it's just be aware of that. Like, if you're smart enough, you can capitalize on that. Though. Like, if you're somebody looking for an SUV and you don't worry about gas too much, like, look for Jeep Cherokees in the summer 
or something, um, yeah. or you know, Ford Explorers, or just something that has a bigger motor that you may not be. If you're driving just around town or something, and you're okay with 20 miles to the gallon, somebody else might be panicking when gas goes up. So try to take advantage of that. Um, and just the, all the online tools that we have now, like Kelly Blue Book and all these pricing tools, like um, even Carfax does it for um, True Car. True Car. True Car. Yeah, exactly. True Car. Just know what the price know what the prices are, um, yep. so you don't walk into a dealer or some shady side lot and end up paying two or three grand more than you're supposed to, or end up with a super high interest rate that you're not supposed to. Um, all those things can save you a ton of money in the long run. Um, just Definitely. so, just that's just another tool to know the market, really. Yeah, there's so much information out there. Like, there's no excuse to be completely caught off guard by a dealer or an interest rate like especially if you have bad credit like if you have bad credit please don't go to one of those dealers like uh, in general don't go to those crappy dealers like any dealer on craigslist that doesn't put the total price of the car just puts how cheap the payments can be generally best to avoid that type of place like they're going to get you a 24 percent interest rate on a four thousand dollar nissan Sentra, and they're going to have you like for seven years um, yeah, but I mean, even I, I worked at a used car dealership for a while. Granted, it was a higher end used car dealership, but there were people that said yes to, you know, 28% interest rates. And you're like, you're going to be paying double the price of the actual car by the end of this term. But mm-hmm. it was just like people would say yes just because they had no other choice or they thought they had no other choice, which is the sad part. They just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people looked at it. Carmax would be like, "Well, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to refinance it." But a lot of them didn't. Like, you know, I would say, like, "Please, you know, after a year of making payments, call and refinance this Saturn View yeah. that you're paying four hundred dollars a month for." Like, right? Oh. Especially since uh, that like, Saturn View was probably like twelve grand. Exactly, and so you know, you look at you know, Carmax. You'd see on the form it was, "Hey, this car is worth twelve thousand dollars with taxes and fees." After if you pay six years on this, you end up paying twenty eight thousand dollars for this yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, which is insane. you know, it's just if you want to rebuild your credit, get a credit card and put some stuff on it and pay it off that way, or take a small loan out for something else. Like, don't try to build rebuild your credit on a car. Like, find cash for five grand and and try to buy something that you can afford in cash. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I agree. Um, best cheap car is under five k. We'll start there. Um, I always tell people, yeah, you know, or Toyotas and Hondas reliable. Yes, like yeah, that, definitely. That, they got they got that reputation because they are um, uh, under five grand. You could probably find a pretty decent one. Problem is, uh, because everyone knows that, be prepared to see one hundred fifty thousand miles on a five thousand dollar Toyota Corolla. That's just um, unfortunately how it is. Uh, but they I mean, have the I, reputation could, that they last, and one hundred fifty thousand miles mm-hmm. sometimes is nothing. For those type of cars so i mean obviously you're gonna have to do some repairs and some upkeep and some general maintenance but sometimes 150,000 miles isn't isn't too bad yeah i think it's like if you can find one with low hundreds and you know like the same things we just talked about if you can find somebody like matt's guy who has a you know a 90 civic uh or a 90s uh corolla or something and he's uh maintained it he's original owner you know you could tell like all the signs that it it runs well like you you get tons of miles my brother bought a i think it was you know probably around four or five grand i can't remember um 
he bought a Corolla, and I think it had, you know, almost 90,000 miles on it, you know, well-kept, 2000, early 2000s, 2003, I think. Uh, great car. Like I said, it's not a problem at all. Like, just look for the signs. Do a little research, too. Like I said, you can still find some, like, common problems with a Corolla or a um, Honda Accord. Just kind of look for them. Yeah, it's a lot less likely, but... I mean, mm-hmm. just just do a little research. Look at the look the car over. Take it somewhere if you need to. I and mean, like we said, pre-purchase inspections a hundred bucks if that, and it's just it's totally worth it. Exactly, and a lot of people, which uh, this came from CarMax too. A lot of people don't know certain cars. Uh, Pontiac Vibe is the indication that I go to. People love the Toyota Matrix. That car is very uh, pricey, even used. You know, the hundred over a hundred thousand miles on it could still fetch closer to you know six thousand, seven thousand dollars, which is nuts. Um, that same car was built at the new Mi plant in California alongside the Pontiac Vibe, which you know may not have the Toyota badge, but it's exactly the same underneath. And I would try to tell people that, hey, you can get this car for three thousand dollars less, a lot less miles. It's going to run forever, you know. And they just kind of nah, just because they get the styling. Yeah, which I get it, but like I said, if you really if you really don't care, no one's going to judge you. I don't think the Pontiac Five is particularly terrible. Like you could do a lot worse. I think if you're looking for, I don't know, like the Matrix, not a, it wasn't a looker either. So no, not at all. So you might as well. Um, I know we love these three. Not enough people talk about these three. Uh, you know, the car that cops and taxis and limousine services use. Guess why they use them. They're they last forever. Yep. Um, so, people always forget about the Crown Victoria, the Lincoln Town Car. Um, those cars, you can find a ton of them because they did sell well. Um, yes, they're going to have closer to 100,000 miles, but 100,000 miles is break-in miles on a Crown Victoria. Yep. That thing will never die. I mean, And 90% of the Crown Vicks that you see, the nicer-looking ones, you know have been owned by a, a little old man or a little old lady. As long as it doesn't have yep. like a, a cop light bar on top and bright yellow for a taxi, obviously you know those are you know you know how those are used. But every other yep. Crown Vic is you know owned by a little old lady that drives to the grocery store and back, so you know those are going to be a good buy. Exactly. So especially if you find like I said, if you just sort by got any year, I mean, yeah, I might I might avoid stuff earlier than the nineties. Um, yeah, but if you're looking at those type of cars, you can go on Craigslist. Like I said, if I literally had three to five, three grand, if I had three grand to spend, I need a car last me a decade. I would literally go to Craigslist, type in Crown Vic under five grand, under a hundred thousand miles. And you might find, uh, you know, you might find somebody, you know, 80,000 mile Crown Vic, $4,000. And we we really should do this when we, uh, become rich and famous. Just, uh, set aside three grand and see who gets the best buy and, see how long it lasts and go on a road trip and see how many, see which car has the least problems. It'd yeah. I looked at a hat. Oh, I'm all for that. Like I said, I would love to buy a town car. Like I said, a Lincoln town car obviously is going to be a little more expensive just because, you know, leather seats and, and what have you. Um, yeah. but they could still be found. Like I said, you, you could still find them closer to five grand if you really look for some of the older ones. And the, that's, you know, it's a great old person car. You could find a early nineties, which, you know, is ancient, but if somebody drove it 50,000 miles, an old person that just barely drove, you know, yeah. check that I car mean, out. You know, maybe For a while, we were sending each other Crown Vic ads from Craigslist, like, weekly. I mean, there's there's lots mm-hmm. of them. 
especially if you if you don't mind driving a little bit to get it. I mean, yeah. you can search Craigslist all through the state and other states. I mean, you can really yeah, search time. anywhere. Even like that, I would have to imagine like, yeah, depending on the mileage, even if you looked at a good police interceptor, some of those are, I mean, they maintain them pretty well. Yeah, you know, fleet. those are all, yeah. all dealer maintained throughout its entire life at the, when it's in wonder police ownership. So, um, that might be a good buy. it's not crashed or anything. Yeah. Like so that I got way too excited because I found a Dodge Charger cop car. Uh, it was obviously a little more, but it was like 14 grand. God, and I got good. way too excited, but, uh, apparently it was still, it was salvaged. So I'm sure some cop flipped this over the freeway and rebuilt yeah. it and sold it. But if we had an extra fourteen grand, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So yeah, never underestimate those uh, those cars, delivery, the, the fleet cars. Uh, people drive them for a reason. Yep. Um, if you see on the history that hey, it's been used for a fleet. If it's a Crown Victoria, understand that is it been a limo? Has it been a you know a taxi? Taxi generally avoid. They're not treated so well. Um, no, not at all. It's like a it's like a rental car. That's another good thing to talk about. But we can get into that yeah. in another episode. But you, you yeah. we all know how we drive rental cars. It's like a taxi. Yep. Places like CarMax and other dealers, that's where they get a lot of their inventory. If you see rental or fleet, and it's not a Sebring or something like that, uh, just be warned. Like, know, know what you're getting. That's going to be beat a little bit. Um, yeah. It's better to have an owner car, somebody that cares about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody pays that extra 25 bucks for the insurance when they rent a car just so they can do whatever they want in that car and not get charged for it. I mean, we've done it. Yep. Yep. We might have destroyed a Rondo. Uh, we, we didn't destroy it, really. Didn't. It destroyed itself more so. Like yes. It self-imploded. Yeah. We just helped it along its death journey. Yep. Uh, it only had 25,000 miles on it, and it took a took a dump. So be be warned. Um, right along the one. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Middle of nowhere. Um, now let's say if we step it up to ten thousand dollars, I think that there's a lot better cars than ten thousand. I think people say five thousand under. You're gonna get some stuff that's okay, but if you really want to spend ten thousand, like that's a car that'll last you a decade pretty easily. A um, uh, couple of things that I want to jump into really quick. Now that the market has cheap electric cars. If that's a viable option under ten grand, you have some great choices for cars that are like it has one motor, it plugs in, it has a battery, but you know, I'm sure in nine years when those are gonna need to be replaced, they're gonna be cheaper. Um that's well, the and like, hopefully so, that by that time you'll have some money and you know, can get something yeah, a little better or a little more expensive or a little newer, something like that. Maybe lease a car at that mm-hmm. time or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what we're seeing, like, so the cheap EVs I see on the market right now that are totally worth considering, uh, Fiat 500e is an insane deal. Like I said, I regularly see those for like 30 to 40,000 miles off of lease for six grand, seven grand. Um, yeah, really. Like what do you, what more are you going to get than that? I, I think that's such a good deal right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that car was 38. I know you can't go off that. It was $38,000 new three years ago incentivized with taxes um you know big limits on the that's the problem with the advancement so much of electric cars is now that these cars are a few years old you know they were 80 or 90 miles of range i think it's 90 miles for the uh fiat you know most people can still use 90 miles of range if you don't drive a lot if you drive to school uh, i always tell people if it's your you know your kid's first car if they're going to high school like 
Dude, if I had a Fiat Electric in high school, like that'd have been perfect. Never have to worry about it. We never went anywhere farther than you know out of town in high school, or even now. Like the main driving that we do is working back, working Mm -hmm. home. Yeah, that's it. Exactly, and that's uh, you know our good friend, our good friend Kevin, who lives out in Phoenix now. He bought a you know he wanted to save some money. He bought a Nissan Leaf, which you know first generation Leaf, also around eighty to ninety miles. Also around six to you know nine grand right now with f- under forty thousand miles on him, and he yeah, loves it. Crazy. He drives it to work. You know his wife has a car, so they can drive. You know they have a van for the family, but for him to drive day to day and drive around town, like you know ninety miles is perfect if you're just commuting to school and back. You know ten to twelve miles or whatever a normal commute would be. Yeah. Um, Shout out to K Cool. Yeah, we'll have him on talk about that Rondo trip at Ooh. some point. Yeah, that'd be a goodie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, cars I'm looking at, the only downfall, I think the Leaf doesn't have this problem. I'll have to double check. Um, fast charging. Fast charging has become more important. The Fiat 500e does not have fast charging, so you're always going to have to charge it on level two at the max, which is it's only going to take five hours. But um, That's not bad uh, if, you, if you charge it during work or you know charge it overnight. That's, that's totally doable. Yeah, totally doable for most people. Like I said, if you have a level two charger at home, if you don't, it's going to take about twenty-two hours, which is a little more nuts. That's a little um, rough. Yeah. So, but you got to think about the the value that you have. I mean, if you're spending that kind of money, it might more make a little more sense. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like I said, I think the Nissan Leaf yet yeah, does. I think the newer Nissan Leafs do have a fast charger which charges thirty minutes. I think that was its big thing. Um, so. The Leaf may have the edge there, so look for a Leaf. Um, other cars, too. Uh, the Chevy Smart. Uh, not Chevy Smart. Chevy Volt. I have to list this car here. Chevy Volt is getting under ten grand. Like, if you get you, a little more miles, because that car does also take gas in terms of the values. They're easy to find, I guess, around twelve to fourteen grand. But you can find a couple close to ten uh, from the yeah, 2000. That wouldn't be a bad deal at all. No, like I said, I think that was a great car because it did 40 miles of electric and then switched to gas for another 200 or so. Um, if you want a reliable, it's going to be reliable. They've been reliable from what I've seen. Um, that powertrain, that's a great car. Like I said, as those start getting closer to 10 and even under 10, that's definitely worth considering if you're worried about you know, only having a car that can go around town or on short trips. So, yeah, that's one to consider. Couple two more that are also getting cheaper, but you know maybe tougher sells uh, the Smart Four Two Electric. That one I've heard kind of it's meh, but it'll it'll do. Um, if you absolutely don't care about looks or what you're driving, yeah, those are cheap. Yep, hell yeah, Mitsubishi iMeve, which <laughs> I'll link in the notes to my review of that car, uh, which I said it felt like driving a car from the '80s, which is. A compliment in my eyes, but probably not in Mitsubishi's eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah. of those cars. If you really just don't care what you're driving and don't care about what it looks like or anything like that, yeah. it's probably a good car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's fun. Looks like it's a good around town car, and there's a ton of them out there for under ten grand. So I would say like look electric. Like so, people might be like, oh, I can't do it. It's definitely not that bad. Like I said, I just switched to an electric BMW i3, which does have a gas backup, but goes 100 miles. And really, like I said, even with my longer commute, I'm not too worried about it after a few months of ownership. It, it 
you know, you figure out ways to make it work. So, yeah. Um, outside of electric cars, uh, I always tell people if you're looking at cars around ten thousand dollars, God bless old people. Look for some old people cars. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great way to get a good deal. They don't drive a ton, uh, so like I said, I'm thinking Lincoln. I'm thinking Buick. Uh, cars like the Toyota Avalon. If you're trying to go uh, with the import reliable import cars. Uh, Buicks were a cars. great thing for us at the dealerships. Like, you could get mm-hmm. a seven seven passenger Buick SUV for you know five to ten grand less than something name brand like a Ford or a Chevy or anything like that. And it had yep. you know if you know the same options, if not more options, than the Ford or the Chevy had. Just because you know Buick is a lesser known manufacturer, um, you can get exactly. really good deals on them. Definitely, and you know, even as cars like the Regal mm-hmm. um, or the en- Encore, some of those like those things plummet in value because everyone yeah. forgets about them. But the, they're good; they're great cars. Um, even like the my Lincoln, uh, my Lincoln now is starting to get cheaper. The one I'm selling, you know, Lincoln MKZ Hybrid, uh, my, I'm selling it for under ten grand. They're out there for under ten grand. They're, and Lincoln is that, another Lincoln is another brand to buy. Like it's a great buy mm-hmm. if you buy it used. Yeah, if I was looking for 10k or under, and I didn't really care, I just want something comfortable. I would look Buick or Lincoln, search for under 10 grand. Under, I would do under 60,000 miles. Honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. you could because some of these you can look and you'll see, oh my gosh, this car is a 2000, you know, eight, and it's got 40,000 miles on it, and you're like, oh, this person's 85 who owned this, um, right? Yeah, like I said, to look at that, a Toyota Avalon obviously is going to cost more because the Toyota, but you can still find an early 2000s Toyota Avalon, which is super plush and super reliable for, you know, under yep. 10 grand. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, God bless old people cars. Look for those. Yeah. Um, but if you have a couple kids or a kid and need something a little bigger, obviously we brainstormed and looked at like Ford Freestyle, something like that, something a little older, mm-hmm. that's still a name brand that you can you can really find for a good deal right now. Yeah, I always tell people look for cars that no one seemed to buy or like. You know, not off, they're not. It's generally not because they're unreliable. You know, obviously do your own history, but like Ford Freestyle was not a bad crossover. It was one of the first crossovers. It just kind of got looked over and go for that. Also, the Saturn Outlook. You know, that's the big full size before Saturn went under. Everyone at CarMax would ask for a Chevy Traverse. Um, or Buick Enclave, and I would say, here's a Saturn, it's $9,000 cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. You know, uh, so, there, you know, look, be aware of those models that weren't popular. Um, even from the import brands I have highlighted here, cars, good old Honda had a couple, you know, swing and a miss. The Honda Insight from like 2011-ish. Yeah. Uh, it, it was priced like a Prius. It got 10 miles per gallon less than the Prius, but it still got 40 miles to the gallon. You could find... Uh, I looked, you could find these things with like 65,000 miles for 10 grand and they're a 2011 Honda, which Dang. yeah. Yeah. Um, the CRZ, if you wanted something a little more fun, CRZ, I mean, yeah, it seats two people. It kind of looks, but it's, it seems like a sporty car. I actually kind of enjoyed the Honda CRZ little hatchback. Um, no one bought them. So therefore they're like 10 and 11 grand with like mm-hmm. 60 to 50,000 miles. Um, a new uh, a new good deal that's plummeting really fast. Scion IA. People forget about the stupid Scion IA because yep. it looks terrible. Uh, it's a Mazda three underneath. It's ten grand, where a Mazda three is going to cost you a little bit more than that. So, um, 
Yeah. So it all comes back that. to do your research. That's that's really what it is. Exactly. Look for these cars that weren't hugely popular. Like I said, I have some people like I gotta find an Accord. I gotta find a Camry. That's great. Just expect to be like everyone else and trying to compete with people that are going to charge way too much for way too many miles. Uh, yeah. like, so they're great cars, but you're going to overpay for those cars, yeah, especially exactly. in LA. You're going to overpay like crazy in LA for those cars. So I'd rather look for some of these cars that are maybe off the beaten path, a little more different in terms of you'd stand out a little bit more and you still have the same reliability and a lot less cost. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Check out the Honda Insight. Do it. I'll pull um, those up. I haven't seen one of those in a minute. Yeah, like I said, it looked like a bad Prius knockoff, and it was. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, and the Prius is a great car, but you're going to pay, I guarantee you'll pay four to five grand more for a used Prius than you will for a 2011 Honda Insight. Which, yeah, for sure. Just, just because of the Prius name, too. Exactly. Um, so yeah, do your research. Like I said, it's it's worth finding some of those cars that kind of people forgot about because um, you can pick them up for cheaper. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our advice for cheap cars. Um, each of these episodes, we're going to try to find. Uh, I have people that ask me always like, hey, I want I want to get this car or this versus this. What should I get? So we uh, we have one of those. Um, told Matt a little bit about this. So I have a friend, Nick. Shout out to Nick. He is looking uh, to lease three different cars. First one, uh, Jaguar XE using Edward 35T Prestige. The car is about $50,000. Then we have the Alfa Romeo Giulia TI. Uh, That's about $45,000. And then we have the, strangely enough, the new Kia Stinger GT, uh, which is $44,000. which is interesting. Like I said, it's interesting you would even consider, but I've had a lot of people, I've always wondered who'd buy a Kia Stinger. Having a lot of people who are shopping luxury cars or performance cars consider the Stinger, which is crazy. Did you ever think that would happen? Matt, no, not at all. No. Not from that manufacturer. Yeah, what's your impression of that car? I mean, like I said, I've driven it. I'll talk a little bit about that, but what's your impression as an out, like just not having driven it yet? Like, does it you know, look I've good? Seen, you... I've seen them at the dealerships. I've seen them driving. It. Mm-hmm. I think. It, I don't think it looks bad. I think it just looks like a Kia. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. from every everything that I've heard about it, the engine, the power plant is amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I. That's kind of the thing. I, it's like, oh, it's a nicer Optima when I first saw it. Um, yeah. And I figured, I figured it would be priced like that. I figured it'd be priced. You know, the performance version would be in the thirty. Five range, you know. I thought I don't know. Like a, I was jaded to think it wouldn't get to the fifties, but it's yeah. getting to the fifties. Um, just me being a car guy, it's just like it's like buying a Prius for me. I just I just can't do it. Yeah, I think that's the toughest time. So like, so we'll go with to like we had a Kia Stinger, and I'll I'll talk more about it in the in the show notes of this. We had a Kia Stinger. It was red. It was a GT two trim, which is about forty five grand. I think is where it priced at. Um, you know, black leather, Android Auto, CarPlay, you know, the interior was not great, but it had leather seats. It felt good. But like I said, driving in this car will make you curse out loud the first time you get out of it. I mean, it's the power from that twin turbo V6 is just unbelievable. It's <laughs> 300, so like surprising said, 300, to me. Yeah. 
like 365 horsepower is insane. Like you don't think about it, but it's more than the Julia. It's more than the Jaguar we're talking about. It's it's insane. Like, like I said, you you we've driven it. I think it's a similar engine. I mean, if not the same engine that's in the Genesis um, G90 and the Genesis cars. But good God, like, and the, the thing is so lightweight, and the tail gets out so much. Like, so you can control drift this car for days, which I really haven't done in a sedan, like a big sedan mm. like this. Like, uh, we went and shot, and I'll share some pictures uh, with Jim Donnelly uh, photo um, in uh, Grand Avenue, which is a, it's kind of a famous tunnel in L- downtown LA, where you can see the street above it and see the skyline of LA um, through like a, a roof. So anyway, we'll share the pictures, but it's a really cool spot, and there was kids down there with Evos, um, and S2000s, and we pulled up with this thing, and they're shooting, you know, their Instagram photos on their phone or whatever, and we shoot this, and they all run over, and they knew everything about it. They go, oh my god, is it the Kia Stinger? Like, is it the GT1? Is it the GT2 package? Like, what options does it have? What do you think of it? It's like, that's crazy for that much attention to a Kia from, from these kids that are driving, you know, import, you know, tuned imports. That's um, cool, though. It's good for them. I'm, sure. I'm glad they're getting the, the hype that they deserve. Yeah, like I said, I think it's great for Kia. Like, and they're making a bolt stance. Like, they're doing the, a bunch of events where they're drifting it, and they're a huge marketing push for this car. They're trying to change their image. Um, yeah. This is the car to do it. Like I said, it, it is one of the best cars I've driven in a couple of years, which is crazy to, to say. Um, it's just, right now, you have to decide, can I commit to Kia... Uh, I guess, are you going to be the one that changes the Kia brand image, or are you going to be, like I said, the brand image is still kind of meh in terms of exciting cars, so you're either going to be part of that movement, or you just kind of aren't. I think that's that's what I struggle with, is like, do you want to be a part of that movement to make Kia cool, or are you just not willing to... Yeah. Do you still get the that? 10-year warranty on the on the Kia Stinger? I think you do. So that's the tough part, too, is nice. it's... Yeah. Uh, like, Especially because that, if you look at the others, you know the alphas. Alphas are typical alphas, you know. Yep. Reliability-wise. And same with Jag. Jag is a typical Jag. Mm-hmm. So, you know those warranties are going to expire after three or 36,000 miles, probably somewhere around there. If you can get a 10-year yep. warranty on a car like that that you know you're just going to kind of bash, that's that's a good, that's something definitely to look into. Yeah, I think that that kind of makes a decision for me. I was the saddest part is, uh, do you wait for the Kia Stinger to be twenty six thousand dollars in two years with thirty thousand miles on it? You know, it it's going to be have have the warranty left over. You know, for another eight years, it's going to be forty percent cheaper. I'm sure once it hits the used market. Um, and that was what I was always wondering: does the ten year warranty transfer to the new owner? Yeah, I think it does. I think it's just a standard powertrain warranty for Kia. That would that would uh, be pretty wild too. So that's you know maybe that's my buying advice. If I was going new and I was going to lease something, yeah, it's a fun car, um, but man, I would really for the price. Like I know you know it's probably leasing for close to four hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just tough. Like I, it's, it's a great car. Just come off lease with thirty thousand miles on it or thirty five thousand miles on it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with, with the Kia. Like I said, you'd have a. That's the tough part is if you didn't really care, if you don't care about damage whatsoever, you could take the Stinger out and just blow the doors off of BMW 
you know, and stuff around town, Dodge Chargers, you could literally, whoop, you'd destroy them all. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's just, you know, if it's an image thing, which unfortunately, maybe we're shallow, but it is with me. We are a little uh, bit, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. As long as um, we accept it. Exactly. So I, I don't you know. Kia Stinger for me is a great off-lease car. I don't know if I could do it new and pay for that. Um, but yeah, moving on to the Julia. I'm an Alpha fanboy through and through. Like I said, I love me a good Italian car. Just the looks alone. Like, I, God, yeah. I, I agree. Do you, see many, do, you, do you see many Alphas around? I see none, unfortunately. You know, randomly up where I am, I've seen a couple. I've seen it. There's actually a couple Stelvios rolling around, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. at. Um, but I've seen a couple Julias, but they're just so new, really. Nobody over here knows yeah. You know, nobody thinks of an Alpha Julia or, or Alpha in general just because we haven't had them in the US in forever. But yep. I think it'll I think they'll catch on once once more people get exposed to them mm-hmm. or see them driving around and I mean they they really look like nothing else. You can really tell them apart. Yeah, they definitely stand out. And I think that's that's my biggest sell for that car is like in a world full of in a world where the 3 series has gotten like so boring the C-Class is, like, a fantastic interior in the new C-Class, but it's just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't know, the Julia is, like, a nice, refreshing, like, oh, yes, like, an exciting car. Um, yeah, you can still get it, you can get it in, like, those cool colors with bright red interior, which is really cool. Um, exactly. Um, yeah, like, it's to me, it's just, it's Italian, it's exciting. It, it, driving it, like, it drives, like, God, it's so good. Like, the power they get from that car, um, the 280 horsepower doesn't seem like a lot, but from a freaking turbocharged uh, two-cylinder, uh, two four-cylinder, it feels so good. The, and uh, I'll have to show you the torque curve. Like, the torque chart is like, oh, it's like max torque at 2,000 RPM all the way to 6,000 RPM. That's like, awesome. it literally just, yeah, it's instant torque, and it just stays, you know, it flattens out. Um but it feels good. The steering feels so good. Um, the one we had, uh, we had a Julia TI all-wheel drive. Uh, all-wheel drive's a little sketch. Um, I haven't, like I said, I've only driven Audi all-wheel drive sedans um, to compete compare it with. But so this one, the Julia TI, when we fully locked the front wheels, you'd get some rubbing from the front um, the front drivetrain. We kind of rub really? like a weird noise. Yeah. So yeah. just some, like. Uh, there's some weird quality issues there. Um, the interior, so the interior doesn't really bother me because I'm a Fiat Chrysler person, but uh, we had a guy from work, Jake, shout out to Jake, uh, who's a BMW 335 owner, and he couldn't stand it. Um, it's just, it does feel cheap. Like the main control knob feels like the cheapest plastic you've ever touched in your life. Uh, yeah. The interface is bad. It's like Mazda bad in terms of the interface. Um, it's so I, I get that. Like I get if you're in a luxury car that something you don't want to have to deal with. I think it's still comfortable. Like the seats are comfortable in red leather, especially it seems great. The Alfa Romeo logo really stands out in that red leather. Um, so I think, like I said, I think that's if I was leasing a car just to have fun and drive one, honestly, that'd be my choice because it looks the best. It's different. No one has it. Uh, the deals are crazy right now. You know, you probably lease an Alpha Julia for cheaper than a Stinger, which is crazy. I mean, they're about the same price, but I think there's more incentives right now for the Julia. Yeah, I think that'd be my choice too, out of all those. 
Yeah, like I said, I haven't had a ton of experience in Jaguar XE, but to me, like I said, it, Jaguar XE just doesn't, it's kind of milk toast. It doesn't stand out. Like I said, all the styling stuff that Jaguar is doing right now is not on their sedans. Like, it's on their SUVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the new I-Pace a lot, but um, not a huge fan of the sedan. Like I said, I think it looks okay. The engine is great. I've, like I said, I've been in one briefly, the 35T. Uh, it's just, like I said, the interior is Nah, it's not that great. The the exterior's not that great. So, said so I think it's it's good power. The car feels good. The Jaguar from the last time I had it, but it's it's a heavier car. Yeah, it's a little more expensive for the for the prestige. Yeah. Said so I think Alpha. Like I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that, but to me the Alpha is still the best car, especially out of those three. I sadly the Kia Stinger probably drives the best, but it's a Kia. Um, so with yeah, all things that's considered, what it comes back to. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like getting sad- a GTR. GTRs are cool, but it's still a Nissan. Exactly. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Is and the crazy thing too is we're talking about Jaguar Alpha, which are luxury makes, and then you t- throw a Kia in here. If yeah, the Kia exactly. Stinger, what if the Kia was 36? Without a question, it would be hands down the choice. But yeah, for it's sure. The, when it's the same price as the, you know, probably to lease a Jaguar or an Alpha, uh, I'm sorry, you got to knock it out. So I'd go That's Alpha. That's what I would say too. Yeah. All right. Well, so I think we've clamored on enough for today. You feel feel pretty good about this, Matt? Yeah, I feel great about that. How do you feel? Feel pretty good. I think we. Uh, Hopefully imparted some knowledge. Hopefully some uh, people can use that. So feel free to ask those questions. I think uh, we'll do some more car buying and we'll actually ask questions on Facebook um, and see what, uh, or ask people what questions they might have for us and answer some of those in the next episode. So stay tuned for more. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, So stay tuned for more of that. Stay tuned for more uh, muscle cars. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you back here soon. Bye.